How long have I known you? Um, well, we could actually go through my um, iPhone photos, and I think a photo that I took of you at uh, at that little music festival that I hosted behind Domku in was Petworth was one of the first projects we worked on, and I'm pretty sure that was probably like 2011. That sounds right. Um, and it so might have been, yeah, 2011. Yeah, it might have been one of my very first iPhone photos. That's great. Ever. Um, so I'm just looking. Oh wow! So, but, but I would have met you at that. Well, we met like right before because I remember. So there. How do we meet? Oh, this is very strange. Okay, this is. Did you? Oh my God! I found it. You did. Good December tenth. 2011. Okay, so I is, have been But that's here. not the day we met, but this is the first project I we worked on. I look a lot younger. Well, you also don't have a beard thing. I don't have a beard thing there. You look pretty similar. Your glasses are cooler. And now or then. let's talk about who else is in the photo. Yeah, there's Chris Nome, Naum, Who is still a big guy in the music scene. Yeah. And where's Johnny Graves right now? I don't know. He probably moved to like Nashville and is famous in country music or something. No, I think he's here. Uh, yeah, I just look the slightly more bloated than I do now in that photo. You do actually. You're fitter. I don't look good there. I think you're I think you're fitter now. I am I'm slightly And I think now. you're just a happier person now. I'd agree with you're that. You're a more complete person. <laughs> Are you a happier person now? I've always been a happy person. Therefore, have you been? Are you a happier person now? It's so hard to quantify that, but I think because I'm a more, also more complete person, like a more kind of evolved, more. I think of it as like um, fermenting. You're a more fermented person. Like I was like a grape juice then. I was like, or maybe even a Beaujolais. And what are you and, now? And now I'm like a, like a really rich kind of like Bordeaux like. Do you like drink a lot of aged, wine? Oh my god! Do you? I love wine. Did you drink a lot when I knew you? I don't think you I, did. Or do you? Do you drink a lot? Is a better question. I drink a significant amount. I think. Cool. I think, Let's I think, go through the list. Let's see if you're an alcoholic. Well, so I check in with that because really? every, everyone has someone in their family who has it, right? Who's there's, yours? There's no one. I mean. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to like go through and name all the people, but there's a significant number of people in my family who have suffered from addictions, sure. right? Uh, but it's like, for me, I I love to have a glass of wine with dinner, kind of just in the European style. I feel like it just it heightens the food. Yeah, and and then also I work in the event industry where I'm just. Artisan cocktails are like thrust upon me, like ambrosia from the gods. You know, it's just part of the show. I would have to go way out of my way to refuse drinks over and over and over again throughout a night. If I was listening to this and I know who you were, I'd say, What an inauthentic dick. But I know who you are, and this is who you are. This is, I love it. This is me. I love it. There's a lot of people that try. Some people to think I'm a dick. Yeah, me. No, I love. No, I really do like you a lot. Um, but do it's you, now recorded. No, I've always been very open and honest about how I feel with way too many people. Oh, absolutely. That's uh, hurt me in a lot of ways. Yeah. I think you come off. You come off as easy to mimic. Does that make sense? Like people could easily. Oh yeah, people like to make fun of me. Or no, 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 not even that. Just like I'm gonna. 
I don't want to go dark so early, but like I could literally take this business. Anybody could do this. Oh yeah. People that's copy the, me. That's what I'm trying to say. So sometimes, sometimes people copy me super hard. And there's lawsuits and stuff. Yeah, you know, it's like the copying is... Um, that's what I was getting towards. But that's what's... It's so interesting because no one does it as good as me. I understand that. It's so, so I don't worry about it anymore. Do you know who Nirvana is? Um, the band Nirvana? They had... Yeah, okay, I mean, great. yes. Do you know who the band Bush is or was? Oh, my God. Glycerin there is go. one of so my like, top songs. So there's no Bush without Nirvana. And Bush no, hasn't done no, one no. original thing in their entire lives. But... That guy's still alive. So didn't he win? And didn't the original guy swallow a gun? So isn't his whole existence not as good as the other guy? Therefore, just because they can't do it as good, maybe it's still worth doing. I don't see myself in the same situation as like '90s grunge. Well, get out of here. Band, <laughs> of course, of course, front, of course. Front men. I see your point. I think that as biological organisms the the one that wins is the one that lives yes okay. i think that's very valid um i do think survival in the face of conflict challenges people trying to tell you you shouldn't survive is actually really cool and makes you a more complex interesting if you survive creature. if you survive so what happened with the last business then? Because that's what we're alluding to. I think, right? That's um, what oh, I was actually just also thinking about just like uh, like the apocalypse. Oh, I don't care about that. And, and Let's think about the now. Um, when you say the apocalypse, I literally don't think about the apocalypse. I don't think about that stuff anymore. Why? Uh, uh, this is going to be the most dickish thing I've said on mic in a very long time. I've I mean, it's early. It is very early. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah, this is our one of 12 uh, that we're doing today. Um, we are the only people in the bar on the second level right now. No, there now. was that guy with the ice bucket. He works here. Oh, okay. They're not open yet. So right, we're right, doing right. this in a closed bar, which is very weird, and I love it. Um, and I, it's I, I wanted to surround myself with people I like, love, and care at the tail ends of this. So that's why you originally booked for the first to and support last you hour. In your hour of so I know when I go mania, you're, I'll, you're be here and not. Well, I'm not going to be here at the end, remember? But that's okay because you have a very important thing to do, which is make that money. Okay, so no. Well, so, it's really I'm I'm celebrating love is really what it is, but working it involves a wedding, money, which relates to me, anyways. Oh, Armando's locked out. Uh, let's pause this right now. Should I just run down real yeah, quick? Yeah, go run run down right quick, and I'm going to explain the premise of the show for the people involved. Um, okay, so it's currently 10:31 a.m. East Coast time on 2:29:20. It's a leap day, one every four years. It doesn't really matter. That's not exactly why we're doing a 12-hour marathon this day. We're doing a 12-hour marathon this day because it happened to be open at the Wonderland Ballroom. So from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., I'll be interviewing roughly 27 individuals over the next 12 hours. Lisa is the first person I'm interviewing. I, clearly, we now know exactly when we started to hang out. It was December. 2011, and now, in February 2020, we are still talking. Uh, Lisa has played a very large part in my life. Um, she ran the wedding I, <laughs> I was in. No. Uh, my wife and I got married in uh, June of 2013, and Lisa was the person that tells people where to go, and she was incredibly helpful and awesome, and, uh, and I've known her a long, long time, and she stayed in my life, even though she now lives in New York. And I think she's lived in New York longer than I've known her in D.C. How long have you been living in New York City? Do you have any idea? Yes, I do. I moved to New York summer of 
2013. So I've known you longer as a New York resident. Yeah. Okay, so the other person in the bar now, the bar is still technically closed, Armando, so good luck with that, is Armando Gallardo, huge part of my life as well. Yeah. I've known him roughly the same amount of time as I've known you because at the time you guys were roommates. We were roommates and so much more. Partners in crime. But not sexual partners because when you say and so much more, that's exactly what it sounds like. Oh, well, I mean, we've always had a certain sexual tension. Armando is both happy and uncomfortable. <laughs> it's it's wonderful time. Now, Lisa, okay, so, yeah, oh, this is, I read, I, do you have New Year's resolutions? I'm getting to the last point, I promise. You have too many rings on. How many rings are you wearing? I'm so sorry, I just noticed on your right hand. Okay, so I do tend to double up on the rings. You have triple rings on multiple fingers. Okay, wait, I have six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, eleven rings total. No, but on one hand, on one you hand have three, eight. is this one or two? That's one. Okay, I apologize. Is this two or three? That's three. So three, three, one, one. That's a lot of rings on one hand. How many fights do you get in? Well, actually, I do this because you can't take brass knuckles on planes. Is that why? No. These are all very highly Because curated. you're a train person. You're about to get on an Amtrak back to New York City. Well, I've, I mean, I've been everywhere this week. This has been like a really... Let's go through the list. Where were you last Sunday? Wait, but you asked me about my New Year's resolution. I'm getting there. I will get back to mine. Trust me. I got to fill a lot of time. Anytime you can talk, I want to hear it. We're, we, we're already almost halfway done. That's the point. That's good. <sighs> okay, so here's how it started. I had to go to Amsterdam. This week? Yeah. I was in Amsterdam. On Sunday? From Sunday to Thursday. Oh, gosh. I slept in New York. Checked in with my fiance to make sure he was still alive. On Thursday night? On Thursday night. And then I flew Friday morning to Houston. And then I flew last night into Baltimore, stayed the night with Armando, came here, having brunch with Philippa Hughes, hopping on the train, getting back to New York to do back to back weddings this weekend. And then on Tuesday, uh-huh. flying back to Texas, San Antonio for conference, AWP, biggest literary conference in the world, apparently, first time going, uh, and then up to Sacramento, if it's not shut down for the coronavirus, uh, to go to my brother's baby shower. That's so nice. Is this your first, is this the first this time you're going to be a niece? This will be the first one. How old is your brother? He's younger than me. He's um, 29. Do you like his partner? His partner is absolutely perfect for him. Great. I really like her. And they are just, she has made him into like a complete person. That's great. Like they're just, and, and actually them having a baby has really changed him too. He's, oh, so. he's just so much nicer. That's good. He's so, he's like, they actually were always like, oh, we're never going to have kids. But then they were all like, oopsies, just kidding. We always wanted to have a kid. No, they were not oopsies, like it was an accident. Oh, but I like see. they were like super secretively changing their mind and trying to have a kid. Well, that's nice. I'm glad that they're having a child as long as they're happy that they're having a child. Um, like, so happy. Do you think you travel too often? <laughs> no, God no. Do you wish you traveled I more? I want to travel more. This week is crazy. I don't, all, my weeks are not always. Why like were you this. in Amsterdam? I was writing custom poetry at a conference uh-huh. for marketing research analysts. 
why would any, not to be a dick, why would anybody want to attend a conference for market research analysts? And what is the poetry adding to the conference? So it's great that you asked that because this, you is, so this is something that I am, you know, I've been doing this for seven years and I just become more and more passionate about the application to every kind of demographic and situation. So in this case, obviously the conference is just like any industry conference. There's a certain level of like, uh, pollination, I guess, that happens when people that are on all sides of an industry get together and share ideas and collaborate and learn from the best in the biz and sell each other things and buy things from each other and get drunk and party and, um, you know, they, they go back to their day-to-day -day jobs feeling inspired, feeling like rejuvenated a little bit, having new networking, you know, all those things. People, I mean, honestly, most people that are in kind of more boring, dry industries either hate going to conferences because they don't like talking to strangers or the conference is like the highlight of the year. All right. I understand that those things. I just like to find I'm trying to be respectful. To okay, 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 okay. There needs to be a catalyst in the room for people to interact in a deeper, more genuine way. That makes a lot of sense. And we are the catalyst. That makes a lot of sense. Okay, good. I <laughs> I follow you to a point. I don't follow really anybody on uh, social yeah, media. Yeah, you obviously don't follow me because you hadn't looked at my gram gram. Okay, so that's what I want, <laughs> kind of what I wanted to talk about. So I have to do research for all those. There's 27 people going to be on the show today. And like clearly the longer I've known a person, the less research I do. Yeah. So I've done very, very, very little research on you. Because I've actually seen you in the last year, unlike a lot of these other people. You're so great. You saw me for literally five minutes. You went out of your way to bring me and my new son like a toy between gigs in Washington, D.C. Completely out of your way. I where, cried where we were, when I saw this toy. We're nowhere near anyone. It's great. We keep it on our lampshade. He sees it every day. <laughs> and you brought him a poem. And it's it, we, we frame that and we see that every day. It's above the changing table. I see it. He can't see it. It's, it's a, it's, it could not have been better, and I thank you for that. So all I'm, uh, I'm, I'm saying all these nice things because I've done the least amount of research for you, but one thing I did notice in the, since I've seen you last, which I think it was in September, you have candles now? Oh, yeah, I started a candle line. Okay, come on, what? What, what, what? How is, is it selling well? Medium. We haven't, we haven't done much to promote it. it. It was very much like a minimum viable product First run. Sure. We've sold like 50 of them. Good for you. Is that good candles? We only Mark we Trump? only made like 60. So oh, that's great. So, yeah. I think it's pretty decent. Okay. <laughs> There's not that many syllables in decent. Uh, I understand the poems. I want to say home the poems. It's wonderful. Candle, come on. You're just like an influencer. Bad person. Uh, do you, you know that I make the candles myself. Does that make you feel any differently about it? Makes me feel slightly better, but now I just think of Fight Club. What part of Fight Club is that? They make to? soap out of the fat. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah that's Ugh. all. Uh, that's not what it's about. Oh, I thought that was cool. But... Here's the thing. This is what I'm talking about with the, when earlier when I mentioned the mocking thing. Like, it comes off like I'm going to say, like, you're stupid or this is dumb. But, like, you're going to make a way to make that work. You're one of a handful of people, and I've said this for a lot of years to a... Uh, to, about you and to you. I wouldn't be shocked if tomorrow you're a millionaire or broke. And if you're broke, 
you'll be you fine never said within the a second year. part. <laughs> I've always loved how you tell me like you're gonna make it. You're you always, are. You're always like you're gonna be so big. Yeah, you are. But like the stock on you is not one trajectory. It's gonna go up and down. And oh, clearly, well, it, in the it last went two years, way down. Yeah. for a couple months. And now it's higher than it's ever been. Okay, so let's go to the down part because that's the stuff that. Well, unfortunately, I can't. With. I can't say too many details about it because we're still pending a legal decision. So that's but serious. Yeah, absolutely. It's that's very serious. That's amazing. It's, and and I just want to say for anyone who happens to be listening to this in the interim before there is a decision made with this strange little legal conflict I've been kerfluffling around for the past year or so. Uh, the result is going to be so good for you. And so big. I hope that that happens. Yeah. And, and if you want to know more about this, listen to the BYT radio episode we did because you were very open about it. Yes. Do you regret being open about it? No. Okay. I mean, no, you didn't put anything in there that was like. I didn't put anything in anything. Yeah. You talked. We well, because we <laughs> afterward off the record we talked a little more. Is that when all the good stuff yeah. came out? Yeah. Okay. There, there wasn't. I really. I've been very, very careful about not putting my foot in my mouth Understood. about this. I'm. I happy to put my foot in my mouth about many other things. Understood. But, uh, in in terms of this, I just really the whole thing that I've taken out of this insane experience is the down part is real mm -hmm. and you can actually be stuck in the down part and be like not like I'm going to kill myself like plotting to kill yourself but like thinking wouldn't it be easier to kill myself kind so of what's the oh, of course what's the, the what's the darkest moment of that so just like considering suicide or like the level yeah, right before yeah, I considering think, suicide. I think that I, I can think of two specific darkest moments. Okay. Because it was like, it was very much a period of like a, a series of like blows of bad news all at the beginning of uh, 2019. Um, and so there was like one moment where I got some bad news and I went into like a catatonic state mm -hmm. for like, like not for, for like four hours, not like. <laughs> a, but I was like completely paralyzed. Most people are in a catatonic state for about 40 minutes a day. Oh, yeah. No, I, so you just like, you're like someone's first half of the week. That's your <laughs> darkest point. Well, it was, it was unlike anything. And to be, to be honest, like you're, you're not wrong when you say that I'm easy to kind of like mock in that way because I really had not experienced earth shattering anxiety, depression, like the world stops turning ever. Okay. So yeah, I was like lying in bed paralyzed, couldn't move, couldn't breathe, couldn't talk for about four hours after getting like a huge lawyer document. And and then I I did look at a knife on my kitchen counter and mm -hmm. think like, wow, could I just grab this and just like stab myself? You and could've. just be and just be dead. Could I just like do that and get this over with? And that that was when I decided to go to therapy because that was right after I found out that my best friend and this is, I can talk about freely because there's no legal repercussions about this right now, but my best friend who had been my right-hand man in my old company yeah. um, told me he didn't want to work for me anymore and then started calling all of my artists, telling them that he would pay them more if they would work for him instead and that he was starting his own business that was exactly the same as my business. And the business that we're referring to is the poetry business. Yeah, so Ars Poetica. The, Ars Poetica. So the, the artist, essentially, like, it's not that much different than, like, 
you run the studio and you have a bunch of hired session musicians and like you need to bring in these session museums based on the, the forum. Is that fair? Yeah, that's actually a great metaphor for it. And it would be like the person who is in charge of like running the tech in the booth in the like your your like sound guy decides that he's going to start his own recording studio calls every musician you've ever worked with every industry person you've ever well this is actually to. good because you mentioned before we were on mic and i'm not going to say anything bad about any of the artists but like it's fair to say that you're working with starving artists well yeah and that's what i'm trying to change right which makes me think that it's easier that like even if this even if this guy was successful, oh, but also this guy more. was not a starving artist either. This guy yeah. was the one trust fund, rich kid. Fuck, it just like really no excuse. Were you a rich kid? No, absolutely not. Because you're from San Francisco, right? I'm from Sacramento. Sacramento. Went to college in San Francisco. Very much associate myself with NorCal Bay area. So okay. Um, but no, I had a really. It, it averages out to just a normal middle-class upbringing, but yeah. there were a lot of ups and downs. Here's what I think. I think that's another thing about you. You come off as rich kid in a lot of scenarios, but you're the, like, authentic version that the rich kid tries to become. It's no different than, like, you think... Like, I think... Or I'm using very old references because I never leave the house now. But I think of, like, Coachella five years ago with the women in, like, the Indian headdress. It's like, you're fucking co-opting other shit that you should have no, no idea about, where if you're, like, first wave, not gentrification, but, like, First way of doing something interesting, what you're doing isn't necessarily co-opting anything. It's embracing of all the cultural cultures. That's kind of where I think you get pigeonholed in my brain. Does that make sense? I'm pigeonholed in your brain as that Coachella girl with no, me. No, not, 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 <laughs> you wish you were pigeonholed as that. They're all models. No, um, which brings us to Instagram, which I do want to talk about. Uh, I think that what you're doing, you're doing because you love, period. But... It's so easy to take, like the nine rings thing, right? You're wearing nine rings on one hand. Yeah, but like four of these I found in the garbage. Doesn't matter. Now I could see. And one of them was my grandma's. Yes. So there's reasons for what you're doing. And one right? of them was my wedding ring from my first marriage. So you're doing these for personal reasons, which we're not going to talk about. But the, <laughs> but it's it's so easy for anyone else to wear like nine rings and and to come off as like I'm the Look only like one a wearing douche. exactly. But you're doing it because you want to do it, and it's beautiful and it's wonderful. Does that make sense? This is a yeah. compliment kind of disguised as an insult, but relates back to the rich way. kid. Yeah. I can't imagine ever suing anybody, but I think that's maybe because I wasn't a rich kid. I hope I become really rich. So my There's kid a is a rich kid and he's a fucking dick and he could sue everybody. That's my goal in life. I'm sorry. That's not my goal in life. I'm not going to ask you your goal in life. But do you, could you imagine ever suing anybody at this point? Uh, no comment. Fair enough. Okay, cool. <laughs> Let's talk I, about I would positive never, here's, stuff. Here's what I will say. Yes. I would never initiate a lawsuit unless it was the absolute last resort, the absolute only way to solve something. I, it would only be the, at that moment that I would ever consider doing that. It's really a I don't pity you for your do. position. I do not envy you in any way. I don't envy my boss in any way. Anyone that's ever had to deal with lawyers, I don't envy. But I also am grateful because I learned so much, Brandon. Like, I cannot tell you how much I've learned. I and mean, I one, piece of, one piece of knowledge that you've learned from getting in this debacle that I, so I don't have to get into a similar debacle. Something to help you not get into the... Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, a very simple thing is um, 
if you ever go into a business relationship with anyone, you have to have a contract with a clear exit strategy. That's just simple. Yeah. And, and anyone that you are going to collaborate with, if you are worried about your intellectual property or competition or anything, you just have to make them sign an agreement. I actually, as soon as this terrible thing happened with my ex-friend, I started asking all of my artists to sign a very simple and very mutually beneficial agreement saying exactly what our relationship is, exactly what property I own, exactly what they are not allowed to do if we stop working together. And it's actually deepened and strengthened all of my relationships. Contracts are something that we think of, especially in middle-class society, as like uh, this like selfish, greedy yeah, thing yeah, where yeah. it's like one person is trying to lock someone else into something. Contracts are like more like covenants between two people out of respect. That's a really solid, tangible piece of advice. Thank you. I try. And you make candles. You know, see what I mean? Like those the two things don't align. No, listen, listen, listen. The, here's... I wanted to make the candle line because I, I'm not a person that makes products. I've never made a product. I don't like shopping. I don't hardly buy anything. And our new astrological poetry project as event entertainment has become really, really popular. And I realized that what people really want to do with their poems is take them home and kind of meditate on them. Absolutely. If you weren't making money on this, I'd say, move on, but you are smarter than most people. I do think I actually am smarter than most people, not like... Oh, yeah, the last time you were on this show here, um, when, when the bar was actually open... Carrie, thanks for getting in when the bar was closed, by the way. Um, you wore, like, a custom suit. Oh, yeah. And you were essentially... You weren't, like, bragging about money, but you weren't not bragging about money well, and, like, I confidence. And, oh, I loved it. I yeah. absolutely loved it. Yeah, I'm not no. gonna. Ex I'm not gonna make a, an apology for it because I think, especially women, if I can be so generalizing, only are, I can. Please continue. Are taught not to ever talk about money or brag about money in the way that a lot of men are conditioned that they can and should. Absolutely. That's why. No, I, I love it. Here's a. Here's the one thing I'm. I'm actually disappointed. But today I'm in, in jeans and a t-shirt. Here's the one thing I'm disappointed in you about. And oh it's God. not necessarily about you, but it's just about... Daddy, no, I'm sorry. I would never tell my kid... Actually, no, I definitely will tell my kid this stuff. Right before we started recording, um, you said, look at my Instagram. I was like, well, what am I looking at? Do you want me to like, look at the live video? Do you want me to look at the feed? You're like, no, look how many you, like how many people I have following me. And you were like genuinely proud of that. Is that fair? Absolutely. My question is this. Why? Why are you proud of that? Listen, Brandon. I am. You, you can't apply your like anti-social personal values to this business accomplishment. If you're this proud of it as a business much, accomplishment, fuck yeah, that's awesome. This is one hundred percent a business accomplishment. Okay, it's something that for five and a half years with my old company, I worked to try to build. A fan base of, we had the business model. It was plug and play. We know that we can pay the bills with poetic entertainment at events. Yes. Fine. 
but we were never able to get momentum with a fan base. And if you want to actually expand what you're capable of, increase what people will pay you for your work, have respect to be able to be trusted to take on more interesting and elaborate artistic projects, you have to have, unfortunately, a following. Okay. You really do. And I, <laughs> coming out of the darkest moment in my life, yeah. knew that it would be crucial to get to the next level to have an Instagram following, because Instagram is the platform that's most kind of like universally accepted. Understood. That when people looked at, they would go, whoa, and immediately have credibility associated with the name. Congratulations. Thank I'm very you so proud much. of you. I, I am convinced that all social media is a problem, uh, and it's not your fault, and you're just playing the game the right way, and I'm still on it for, the, uh, for this show and my day-to-day job, and as soon as that's over, I'm out. And then there's a lot of really interesting ways to try to curb the obsessive kind of uh, insidious nature of it. There's this awesome app called Forest where it will grow a tree for you while, as long as you don't look at your phone. So it just encourages you to, it makes it fun to not look at your That's phone good. for a while. And it will also plant a tree for you. Like in actuality, you can like buy a tree once you do it. And it's environmental stuff has become really interesting and important to me. So we actually count the number of poems we write now and plant a tree so for every neutral. poem. Weird. I'm, I'm sure we're not totally carbon neutral. It's weird because you don't even think about when you Google something that takes the amount of energy as like boiling a cup of water. Like I did one, not know that. One Google. I did not know so that. So it's like we're really burning a lot more energy than we're aware of. But like, for instance, I started this year, I started or last year, I started doing um, carbon offsets for all my business flights. And it's so cheap. It's like, why is no one talking about this? You burn like half a ton of carbon going from here to Houston. That the cost to offset that is like four dollars. Why are we not doing this? Why I, is this not an option well, I, for every flight? I understand flight? why you're saying it's so cheap. If anything, it just makes it seem like, oh, it's so cheap. Don't worry about it. Does that make sense? No. No, no. I agree with what you're saying. But when it when it comes off that way, you could say like, "Oh, it's it's four bucks. Anybody could. It's fine. It'll all be it fine." It should be tacked on. It should be baked into every to every plane ticket. There's like no one out there who's buying a plane ticket who can't afford a four dollar extra surcharge. It's insane that it's not baked in. If I was like a first year comic, I'd make a joke about Spirit Airlines right now. Have you ever flown Spirit Airlines? Actually, I haven't. I don't even think it's that bad. I think United Same. is the absolute worst one. I would rather fly Spirit any day. We got a Spirit. We got a United. I was thinking about United. I had to fly United back here because it was the only flight that yeah. was leaving late enough for me to be able to actually do my gig in Houston. So I'm flying United, and I'm like, this is truly a torture chamber in the sky. Like, it is... there. It, Every, it's like almost like, you know how they um, a lot of those cafes will make the stools so they actually hurt you so you can't stay for very long so they yes. can get more people in? It's like that. It's like they want to hurt you. It's like... I don't disagree. I don't fly anywhere anymore. I'm stuck here. I don't go anywhere. The emergency safety protocol yeah. uh, on United was a Star Wars commercial. They had like... It was playing the Star Wars theme song and they made the like people into holograms, and they had Star Wars written uh, multiple. I tweeted about this. I tweeted a, an excerpt, from the, like a shot of the video. I was, like, what is the conversation? 
where they're just like, how can we make money off of talking to people about how they're going to die in a plane crash? It's sickening. Yeah. Fuck United. On that note. I love Delta. Great. Thanks for the plug. Um, Ars Poetica. If you're getting married, I highly recommend it. Oh, yeah. But if so you're much. If you're hosting conference a conference. Planner, <laughs> I highly recommend We're huge in the business conference planner community. Oh, That's yeah. our number one demo. Me? Well, I have... Um, Angry I have men so many cubicles. great artists in the D.C. area. You do? Mm-hmm. Um, and we should end it with this. One of those that ended up being in L.A. also tried to steal your company at one point. No. Oh, do you not remember this? No, he made an offhanded comment about he, how he could uh. if he wanted to. It was He didn't try. That's not how it came off. No, he, it, was a, it was a shitty comment. At all. It was a shitty comment, and he never did anything. That's not how you discussed it five years ago. And he's become... One of my most crucial supporters. Because he's in fear of you. Maybe. You're Maybe the that's Vince fine. McMahon of poetry. That doesn't make any sense to you. That's a high compliment. That's a high compliment. I think it's fine if people fear me a little bit. Damn right. I love you so much. You're great. <laughs> Before we were recording, you were, I'm going to say what I interpreted as, you were bossing around your fiance about your project tonight, which I loved. It was so great to hear that. Thank you so much. Well, he, I, I really use him. The well, end. Uh, wisely. I was gonna. Hit, I'm gonna hit delete there. No. Even I use him wisely does not come off well. No. Okay. It's so no, great. What I mean. Listen. 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 What I'm trying to say is, I don't uh, take him for granted. That's when, a nice thing to say. When I <laughs> like, need him I to do something for me, I know that I can clearly state my needs, and he will do those things for me because for 99% of the time, I'm not asking him an annoying favor. You know. So when I ask him an annoying favor, it's like done. If I could buy stock in you, I would. But you I, are buying stock in me by inviting me onto your show. You're a very kind person. It's like a social investment. And sometimes you lie to my face, but in a nice way, like now. So thank you so much, Lisa. <laughs> no, I never lie to your face. You lie, but you lie not to my face. What? No. What? You said you don't. You added to my face. So you do lie to me. <laughs> no, no. You just lie around me. I actually find it extremely difficult to lie. I really... I know, I it's very great. very rarely, rarely would do it. I highly don't recommend it. To lie to you? No, just I just don't recommend lying in general. It's more trouble than it's worth. Controversial statement. Not Withholding, you don't have to tell everyone everything. There you go, that's good. But avoid telling an untruth that you're going to have to keep track of. You have been in a bunch of lawsuits, haven't you? <laughs> thank you for doing this. Go make your train. Oh, thank you so much.